1: Welcome to Properly Howard, a podcast that reviews classic films and other pulp fiction. Today we take a gander at the cultural phenomenon Howard the Duck. Based on a comic book of the same name, Howard the Duck is a science fiction action comedy for the whole family, assuming that family is comprised of people with waterfowl kinks. <laughs> with me, as always, to discuss this cinematic classic is Dr. Anthony Ladon.
2: So we changed the name, Steve, specifically yeah. for Howard the Duck. <laughs>
1: That's right. And in fact, yeah, this is all about Howard the Duck. The, the this season will be... Um, us reviewing this review of Power of the Duck, and then that'll continue down the line.
2: Sounds like a winner.
1: So, I mean, it's nice to change the name, because um, saying cocoons and saying horror mm-hmm. as much as I did was really <laughs> bumming me out. It was just hard. They were hard words.
2: Yep. Uh, I will say this, though. Not changing the email address. So if you, <laughs> you want to email us, it's cocoons of horror at gmail.com.
1: I like that. Yeah, the thing that's really hard to spell, not going to change that. Nope. Nope.
2: All right. Let's 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 talk Howard the Duck.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> Dude, this is so fucking fun. Oh, my God.
2: Before we get started, just a few changes to announce. New name, Properly Howard. New network, the Barovian Broadcasting Network. Uh, my thanks to John and David from the Lorehounds for hosting us. If you want to hear my conversation with them about a chapter in The Silmarillion, check out Silmarillion Stories. And new schedule. We will start reviewing films sometime in August, beginning with the new Jack Harlow remake of White Men Can't Jump. I do believe we cover all of these details over the course of this podcast, but I thought I'd just mention them up front. And now, stand up comic Steve Osborne. Steve, you got an elevator pitch for Howard the Duck?
1: Sexy ducks, do anything for you? <laughs> when, when
2: did you first when did you first see Howard the Duck? How old were you?
1: I was 10 years old, it was my 10th birthday and uh, I brought a crew of friends to the theater, uh, UA 6. We all chanted, uh, Howard, Howard, Howard. we left the theater in silence, just stunned silence. (laughs) I don't know if anybody talked to each other the whole ride. (laughs) You know, they say never meet your heroes, but.
2: Now, at that point, what did the idea of a duck with human breasts do for you?
1: Well, so you hadn't not knowing that going into it, right? Like this is one of those great moments where like immediately everybody looks at my mom. You know, <laughs> cuz it's like the movie like comes right out the gate with uh duck breasts, <laughs> which are not nearly as upsetting as duck fingernails, but we'll get to that later. Um and I well, my, my mom just gave that like she get like when we would go to a movie and there'd be something like scandalizing you know or, or scandalous and like you know she would um she'd look at me like it was my fault like she'd give me this like she would she would like purse her lips and then just kind of shake her head and mm-hmm. look at me like like so this so this is this is like I, it was a long con right like i've been planning this out and uh and i'm like look mom i am just as upset about this.
2: You and your buddy George Lucas got together to
1: right. ruin my night. I am just as upset about this as you are, mother. <laughs> Trust me, 10-year-old me is is still coming to terms with the concept of nudity in general. The idea that I might have feelings for a duck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Still not. I revisit this thing and I go, no, no. Like, Like, I can't look at those scenes and not still feel weird. Right? I mean, it's not like... It's not like, I mean, I've seen this movie a bunch, uh, truth be told, uh, and I don't know how many times you've seen it, but I have never been able to like, I I, I look away kind of like at those scenes uh, the way, you know, one might like a horror movie that's especially mm-hmm. graphic and you know, it's coming. Well, I'll
2: tell you what, I've only ever seen this movie one and a half times. <laughs> and that is because that's probably
1: 12 times less than I have. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I was probably 12 years old, and you know this was sort of a, a video rental. My sense is that Jeff wanted to rent this movie just for the risque duck bathtub scene or whatever.
1: Oh, so like that was his motivation. He like knew it. <laughs>
2: yes. His mother had never seen it, but as soon as the demon possession part of it came into the movie, it, it was shut off. And I never returned to the movie. <laughs> Whoa! So, uh, so I watched it this morning for the very first time, all the way through. Yeah, I, I felt a little bit weird. You know, like I was like, you know, like like Satan had finally won. You know, the the Talk about a long con. <laughs> the for the forty year battle for Anthony's soul, Satan finally won with Howard the Duck. <laughs> that that was sort of my experience of it. Uh, I I am shocked that this movie got made. I, I'm i shocked that this was the first Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it... I mean, there were DC movies, for sure. This was sort of... Yeah, but I mean, it's so it's weird. This is an odd one, DC's right? because... kind of like,
2: let's start out with Superman. He's our best superhero. He's going to be the best... You know, he's going to be the most American superhero.
1: Marvel's like,
2: ah. I'll see you, Superman. And I raise you, Howard the Duck.
1: Yeah, I mean it is. So I don't know if it really advertises itself as a Mar- I and mean, it's definitely a Marvel based, you know. And I remember coming in contact with Howard the Duck comics and stuff, and they're they're kind of racy, you know. I mean, he's it's this is sort of like I think he's a bit of a of a foul mouth, I think, you know. Yeah, I think
2: it's he a... initially. I think Howard the Duck was initially like inserted into like a horror series. Okay. Uh you know like uh the alongside like man thing and you know there's sort of for sure. sort of a a return to horror uh from Marvel in the I guess late 70s.
1: Yeah, a little freakish, a little absurd. Yeah. Um so so with that, it was an odd move to say we're going to do the Howard the Duck movie, but we're going to make it so this is a weird thing, like family friendly? Question mark. Not not Nearly enough, not nearly well enough. I'll tell you what I watched this on Amazon Prime and on more than one occasion, if I hit pause, because uh, I was pausing the bathtub scene when I would hit pause, <laughs> the uh, a little a little a little symbol would come up in the top left corner that said seven plus. This is a movie mm-hmm. for eight year old and up. So the idea being if you're eight years old, you can just sit in a room and watch Howard the Duck and it's fine for you. I'm forty seven and I'm uncomfortable. It
2: was maybe one of the most awkward bedroom scenes I've ever seen. And um well, did you not see Munich?
1: <laughs> I love Munich. Yeah. I would yeah that, that I've seen American particular. Werewolf
2: in London and this is even more mm. awkward than that.
1: That's true. Um I... similar similar <laughs> poor, can we talk about Port Leah Thompson? I mean it's like, hey, uh you were so good at trying to sex up your son. <laughs> and back to the future. What do you think about a, a, a space duck? <laughs> and then that is like that like at this point, she's just ruined because what's her next movie? Casual sex, where she's with Andrew Dice Clay? Well, that's like that is the know. that is just a spiraling. Well now we're devolving that's just you that's know? the
2: Andrew Dice Clay is clearly the worst of the options.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Incest, bestiality, and whatever that is. We don't even
2: classify that. I will say, i if that was a real band, if Cherry Bomb was a real band, uh-huh. I'd be all in. It, it, it's fan, fantastic. I
1: love for it. Our, for our fans and our listeners, I will be sprinkling in lyrics to the song Howard the Duck throughout the uh, podcast. To this duck, we say a toast. So get the butter off of his face. Now he's got too good to roast, has saved the human race. Kinda want morgan freeman to just be saying that over and over again. hickory dickory duck he ain't about to be plucked too groovy for gravy too precious for pate here's a funky little feather bearing waterfowl a quack that's not a fake little cupcake of a drake coming to my tub of love <laughs>
2: Fantastic. I love the idea that this just ruined everyone's career
1: except for Tim Robbins. Somehow yeah, somehow <laughs> nobody remembered. I mean, look at what it did to poor Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> I mean he, he his hobbies got real weird.
2: You're gonna blame you're gonna blame this film?
1: I mean, I don't have all the timeline in front of me, but I'd like to think
2: that <laughs> this film broke his brain.
1: I feel like that was probably his, uh, his main argument in court. So this film his lawyers like your honor. <laughs> After this film, <laughs> Lucas isn't allowed to make Star Wars films for at least 20 years. Exactly. Uh... That's a thing, right? So I'm 10 years old and they did a great job of marketing this one. Mm-hmm. It's a talking duck. Awesome. Yeah. Sign me up in almost any way. And then it's like from the creator of Star Wars. You don't have to say anything else. It could have been from the creator of Star Wars. And then they just opened up his toilet. I'd be like, well, I want to see what's in there.
2: So, <laughs>
1: I have a lot of notes about this movie. <laughs> and not enough at the same time. I think the first thing I wrote, I just, the first, thing I was just, just doing like, you know, I better, I better start typing these things out so I don't lose track. I don't know why I thought I'd lose track of this one. Ducks are horny. That's the first thing I wrote. I
2: don't, I, that's not scandalous to me at all. I, I, I believe that. If you tell me, if you tell me that right. about ducks, I'll be. Yeah, it checks out. But the the loose well,
1: look at my phone. Look at my phone. autocorrects to duck all the time.
2: I mean it's <laughs> it's the, it's the loose condom in the wallet without the packaging. That's, a,
1: that's upsetting. <laughs> Like how, really upset. How
2: horny are you? How, I mean, I, I understand that decks are horny. Like you
1: can't even unwrap, or is that reused? Is it what is he doing?
2: <laughs> is this is this? A, a, can, we talk a, a about, can we talk about the
1: can we talk about the product shorts blaster for feather fungus real quick? I mean I'd like to spend some time and I you know what, and the thing is, is as a guy who owns a down comforter that sometimes has to get washed and it's a nightmare to deal with afterwards, the stink and it's just always seems like it never dries. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I totally get it. I would I would buy some shorts blaster for my comforter.
2: You you're the
1: demographic. I want to for... I, I need a duvet blaster. And let's talk about the the correlation of their language and our language. It's like identical with the exception of things like arc in our language would be stork <laughs> for them. Mm-hmm. Raiders is breeders. Mm-hmm. Like that so I'm trying to figure out, I understand, like, so I'm looking at this thing going, okay, well, well, obviously, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ark of the Covenant, there's a whole history there, a religious history that maybe we do, they don't have, or maybe mm-hmm. they do. Maybe maybe a stork, in this case, is, uh, you know, maybe that's some sort of a deity. I mean, maybe, maybe they take the the stork delivering the baby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, concept to a whole new level, right? Or maybe that's where we get it from, you know, it's a universal thing. And for them, it's like, no, no, this is, storks is where creation comes from. So there must be other birds, Right. On this planet? We assume it's all ducks, because we we just see ducks in their situation. He gets very upset at chicken eggs, and he says, that's cannibalistic, which I find odd. I have more questions about Howard's planet than I have answers now that I've seen a glimpse.
2: It's kind of starts with a film noir opening. For no reason. Opening. Zero reason. No, I think in one of the comics, he was supposed to be kind of a detective or whatever. But, but that's not it.
1: So we'll just that, film it like he is. Yeah, he is. but We're, that's
2: not his backstory in this in this. His backstory is that he once had a band, but he sold out to become an advertisement copyright guy. Mm -hmm. He writes commercials, basically.
1: Who smashes. I mean, the guy's got, we we already see, he's got, he's getting phone, he's getting uh, like uh, phone sex on his, on his uh, voicemail. Um, He's got, he's getting uh, postcards. You know, I mean, this guy, this guy lives, man. This guy, you know, former band member but man what was it i mean jeez i mean he's he's on earth for like what 40 minutes and the next thing you know there's he's already converted our people to him at least our women (laughs) everyone's worried about these demons from space taking over earth Mm, i think howard's kind of got this thing on lock
2: at some some point i need to talk to you about this restaurant
1: (laughs) that they I'm ready to talk about all of this. In fact, I don't think that this podcast is gonna be anything less than three hours long. It's called Joe Roma's Cajun Sushi. Yeah. uh Sue Shi. I'm assuming Sue is the one who I, I have who founded it. I, I, don't,
2: have, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's like a diner with a a very Caucasian Japanese theme.
1: Right. Man, this thing is straight like this is this is a, a, an homage to to George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, right? I mean, these guys are just ready. They can like like they're like they they want they they can't even wait to season him. Like he needs they're not plucking him. I mean, they're going to eat him feathers and all. And that guy comes in with a cleaver and he's like sharpening it up. He's just like he is just like oh, like this is their biggest moment. This
2: is this is how they could
1: put a celery stalk in his mouth. What that ever happened in
2: in the history of of food? Put the celery and the seasoning on before. Maybe that it's kind of a play on sushi because it's like, Oh, okay. I know this movie is either like way ahead of its time or
1: it's outside of time,
2: yeah, or has a lot of problems.
1: There's no set. There's look, I look, I'm watching a lot of Marvel movies and dealing with the multiverse now. I'm like, this is fine.
2: Well, I think that this movie for me is like, whenever anyone wants to talk to me seriously about a multiverse, mm. you don't get too far into those conversations before people are start saying things. That, anything that could happen has happened and will happen, must happen. And I'm thinking, have you seen Howard the Duck? <laughs> right. Because
1: that's what shows
2: <laughs> that's what we're talking about now.
1: And here's what I think what happens like when you go to these multiverse things and then there's like these, these timelines and you've got this movie The Flash where, you know, now it's Michael Keaton exists as well as Ben mm-hmm. Affleck. But they work so hard to explain it. Howard the Duck did us a huge favor. Like, no, just experience it. <laughs> the multiverse is not yours to make sense of. It's just yours to experience. It's like drugs, Anthony. Howard the Dr- Duck is like drugs. <laughs> it's all side effect. Um.
2: Howard the Duck goes to the unemployment office. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a job. <laughs> he doesn't have a job. Or a, or an ID. He goes to, And immediately is accosted by... Or,
1: or, or a ring finger.
2: <laughs> He's immediately accosted by a very sassy woman who it, it has made it her personal vendetta to get him a just assumes that he doesn't want a job. Right. And has decided, I'm going to show you, I'm going to actually find you a job. And the job, <laughs> number one, I think, oddly, she's his type. We find out at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets a job as a water expert.
1: Mm-hmm at a, v- at, a pl- at a place where you can bathe in diarrhea apparently at at a bathhouse is but it's it's a little sure. bit
2: uh more more brothel than bathhouse it's
1: 7 plus anthony 7 plus <laughs> That has a mu- <laughs> has a, has a room with just mud everyone's pretty chill with the fact that he's a duck for the most part <laughs> you know what i mean like they use it mainly as a way to sort of like nag him I mean, it's like th- there's two options that people seem to, to, to be okay with. He's a talking duck mm-hmm. or he's a kid in a costume using a duck costume to try to somehow look older. <laughs> I don't that, that costume's not fooling me. You're a kid like, well, oh, okay. Well, I tried to go in as a duck. I tried to go in as a man duck assuming for sure, I know I'm underage, but they will for sure let a man duck into this bar.
2: Why did they make this movie, Steve?
1: Why didn't they make more? (laughs) You can make two more crocodile Dundees, but you can't give me one howard the duck where she goes to his planet tries to fit in it
2: has a lot of similarities with crocodile
1: all right all okay all joking aside anthony is this the most on the nose uh allegory cinematically for the civil rights movement that you've seen (laughs) i mean it's like i've seen selma shot for shot
2: no way. No, because Howard the, the Duck is doing fine on his planet his egg shaped planet, right? hmm He's sold out, but he's he's got money. He's very popular. Seems like he's yeah, but doing it, but pretty well. It's, he it's it's
1: He's hollow, man. He's
2: hollow. It's not until he comes to our planet before he begins to be discriminated against.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like he came from another place, mm. forcefully. Mm. And then he was, when he got here, he had no home. He had nowhere to call his home.
2: Hmm. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure this case does not check out, but I don't have the arguments at this point. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to go <laughs> consult with my lawyers and come back, have this conversation <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this, now that we're talking about civil rights... Tim Robbins. Got that
1: planet on the phone. Ain't no time to waste. Tim... Tell him he ain't coming home. He done joined the human race.
2: Tim Tim Robbins is has been arrested. Mm-hmm. And he's in the cop car and he yells, I know my rights. Where's my baseball cap? <laughs>
1: what what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part. That's the part is, that, that is, seems odd. I,
2: I want to in the in the how the duck multiverse. At one point, does Miranda rights include wearing a baseball cap?
1: <laughs> um, is this movie better if he doesn't have such prominent eyelids? Is the officer supposed to give Tim Robbins,
2: like? A government, like an official government baseball cap, no or well, why does he have they stolen? Have they stolen his baseball cap?
1: And <laughs> they're supposed to give it back to him, like before he gets his phone call. Like did something. they find a feather on the hat, and they're like, "This has got to go," in for you know, this is evidence now.
2: Or, if, or is it like a choice thing? Like you can either get one phone call, or we'll give you a, a free baseball cap.
1: Mm. <laughs> I I liked it when the. Um, The punk villain said that he had too much toot.
0: That's it. No more Mr. Nice Duck. Let the female creature go. Every duck's got his limit, and you scum have pushed me over the line. Jimmy, do you like to see what I see? A
1: talking duck? Yeah, Ooh. that's it. <laughs> I've been doing too much toot. <laughs> he had too much toot. Too much toot. Did I have too much toot? Is that a duck? I love the. I love every villain. Every villain's amazing. The um, the 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 sleazy uh, band manager with the other guys and and the one guy is just <laughs> catcalling in the most specific mm-hmm. and and descriptive fashion like i i love you beverly why don't we do something after the show like i don't know if he needed to say after the show like i don't know like like he was almost like hey i'm not going to interrupt your set i mean i will by screaming at you but i mean anything that we would do you know beyond that would be after the show I don't know if that was a threat or if it was just a timeline.
2: And I think that there was a little bit of a Superman homage there with him being like it was like Superman 2 when he meets the jerks in the bar. They beat him up and they like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like send him down the bar. Like like he's on a conveyor belt or something.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, he had had Quack Foo as opposed to Superman.
2: He's a master in Quack Foo.
1: Apparently, in Quack Foo, um, it is customary to say doink oh. when you land a blow.
2: I think that um, in the comic book that was dedicated to Howard the Duck, one of his arch nemesis was named Dr. Bong. Oh, that's cool. I was half expecting to see a, a Dr. Bong show up
1: in this. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's like any uh, outside of like Howard the Duck yeah. and. A girl named beverly if there's any like actual comic book references like if there's any like mm. you know like so that's a big deal with the mcu right like where you can like what are the differences what are the similarities mm. maybe we can figure out what's going to happen next based on this you know particular storyline um because it, it kind of felt like the source material wasn't really fully uh respected like this was not intended for that like look it's howard the duck it's a thing people understand we're just going to do this with it and that's what they did like that they did this right we talked about it. like they did this it was done a lot of people had to get together to make this happen just just making the duck suit alone people are going to be like is this it'll be, we're going to do this for sure and then i mean to their credit i mean Iconically, they replaced the uh, Steve McQueen motorcycle escape scene from The Great Escape with, you know, uh, the hand glider chase, which is, you know, now considered the greatest vehicular <laughs> cinematic moment.
2: That was. That scene lasted forever.
1: Demon's got really good powers, and he uses it uh, against condiments and flatware. Um, <laughs> I genuinely laughed uh, when... Uh, they're like, do something. Like, first off, I like how they're asking, you know, the demon to do something because of Howard or whatever. And he's like, and then he just sits there forlorn and goes, "She took my eggs."
2: <laughs> Dude, you just said you didn't want human food.
1: Yeah. Pretty wild. That's that multiverse. Uh, so Howard the Duck now shows up, and like, he's been in all three Guardians of the Galaxy to some degree. And my thing is, if you're not going to like do Howard the Duck like make it a whole thing, then just just give me, even if it's a CGI version of this Howard the Duck, I know nobody wants to make that connection, but you know what? Just do it. If You're not going to go and try to, I mean, because nobody's touched this. Like nobody's even, like with all the different remakes and reboots, I mean, there was never even like, not even a low budget place try to get, you know, the rights to Howard the Duck 2.
2: I'd be very interested to see someone do a Howard the Duck 2
1: i have a better idea don't do howard the duck 2 pretend that you are like we'll make movies that are just the duck remakes of movies that we see like splash dance right like do that
2: like like all the movie posters that were Duck. yeah
1: they just yeah and so just without like any explanation just make those movies with ducks um steve was there a uh tweak Eyelids. You would have made to improve this movie. Eyelids creep me out. I think you t- if you fix the eyelid situation, I, I, there is a sequel. I feel, I mean, it, there's so much. It's amazing how much doesn't and does happen in this movie. Because, I mean, they have sex, right? I mean, we just know that.
2: Well, that's what this is part of the problem with the sex scene. All right. So it's a very awkward sex, sex scene.
1: In that scene, I know they don't,
2: but time goes by. He saves her life. He's like very. He's 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 making talk about weird eyelids. He's making eyes at her the whole scene, and then she decides that she's into it.
1: And well, it seems like she she's sort of like she knows. Like she calls his bluff. Right?
2: She calls his bluff, and then he gets shy.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like well, he's not a mallard, all right. Like give him a little bit of credit.
2: I mean, do they just kind of know like? i kind of find you attractive but i do see that you're a different species is that
1: they're flirting she later screams that's my boyfriend Uh yeah and then he tells her that the only reason why he would stay on this planet was for her and there isn't a moment where she then says yeah but obviously nothing can come of this because you know you're a duck Hmm. and then Fast forward, some time has had to go by. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to book a gig and get a new costume art. They were a dive bar band. Enough time has gone by to where now they are selling out a show. We don't maybe they're not the headliners, mm-hmm. but they're certainly got a prominent spot. So that takes time to book. It takes time to rehearse. That's a new song. Um, Howard the Duck is their manager, so clearly they're still. It would be odd to me that he would still be the manager and they decided to go their separate ways, you know, rom- romantically, uh, especially given that. I mean, the sexual well, tension. You're not
2: going to tie down Howard the Duck. I mean, for too long, anyway.
1: Right. Well, see, that's what I want in two, man. I want their relationship to be on the rocks because at the end of the day, it's like, look, I got a taste for, for human ladies. I got to get down. That's what it is. Howard the Duck, too. Howard gets down.
2: is this movie better worse or on par with a ron howard movie
1: who's to say there were there would certainly be less things that we saw if ron howard were in charge um like the only reason why we would care about howard the duck is because he's a talking duck right i mean that's
2: well, he's kind of a wise
1: cracking duck I mean he's a little bit uh kinda I mean, I mean as far as talking ducks go sure <laughs> but he you know he he's given what I kind of think I know about him in the comic book he feels a lot more vulnerable in this movie like more often than he's like like his wise crackiness sort of comes from just like you got a chip on his shoulder because he's the only guy with a beak I think that what happens to him
2: is that he's got like the soul of a poet and he's, he's really an artist deep down, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but you yeah, take that Howard, person Howard
2: and, the Heartbreakers. and you squeeze that person into a three piece suit and say, now I want you to make billionaires more money by using mm. that love of poetry to sell soul killing products. And he kind of starts hating himself, and he gets a little bit cynical. And I think that this is actually what happens with a lot of people in corporate America. Like, deep down, they know that they should be making the world a better place, but they've got... They've, they've sold out. They've sold out. And, and, of course, this is going to make anyone a cynical, even more so a talking duck, Steve. Because, because, Mm. not only does he have that soul-killing life decision that he made himself, but now he's the only one on planet Earth
1: of his kind.
2: So he has that whole Superman dilemma.
1: He's the only one. Like, being a talking duck on his planet is not special. Mm -hmm. You know, he was special, like you say, as an artist. He's not special because he's doing copy or whatever. So he gets to Earth, and... By all accounts, he should be special because he's different. But what does Earth try to do? Well, I mean, Earth tries to stab him with uh, ice mm-hmm. picks. They try to season him alive. You know, it's uh, there's just it, there's a lot of hate in these people's heart. You know, they reduce him to like, well, you're a water expert because, you know, it's like it's it's they just paint with these broad stereotypical brushes. Um, I mean, it's tragic. It's a tragic tale, but there's no question about it. Um, and uh and so what should be you know but so then it's like flip side right so like and then the other side of it is you could become kind of the freak right you could become the novelty mm-hmm. so you could gain notoriety but like, like they could have easily gone the way and been like oh he's the man it, look look let's go see cherry bomb because we want to go see that duck but they don't do that ducks in the background because what does he do that special i don't know saves the world okay now you've got my attention And I love that the song says it explicitly, right? I mean, this guy could be probably have his own TV show. Like, there's no reason. Look, if Steve Harvey can do what he does, there's no reason why Howard the Duck couldn't, right? I mean, I think you could replace Howard the Duck with Steve Harvey in this movie, and the movie would not lose a beat. (laughs) But he chooses. He chooses to be part of the like. He's 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 even almost embarrassed to, to perform because like he's kind of found his purpose, right? And his purpose is saving the universe getting down
2: (laughs) and managing cherry bomb i mean i i think he probably is not just into cherry bomb because his girlfriend happens to be the lead singer and guitarist i think he genuinely enjoys the music like i do
1: well when there's a song specifically about you i think i'd like that band too Howard the Duck. If it ain't funk, you don't feel it. In a second, he would love you apart. Howard the Duck. Ain't no way to conceal it. And he shot an arrow straight to my heart.
2: Oh, and that's a callback because his band was called Howard and the Heartbreakers. Mm -hmm. Way back at the beginning Mm
1: -hmm. of the film. Mm -hmm. that's, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Signature. So going back to the, is the rating, the oh, Howard. this has got to be,
2: this is this is adult content for sure. I mean, you got people snorting toot. Yeah. Th- you got loose condoms. <laughs> yeah.
1: You got topless, topless birds.
2: birds You've got interspecies, almost lovemaking.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like at this point, I think that was the problem. Maybe that was the issue, right? I, imagine this movie. If they're like, you know what? We're going to make this rated R. <laughs> I think Howard the Duck makes a lot more sense because that's a problem, right? It's like, it's not, it, it's it's a, like, like Howard the Duck, this movie is in between two worlds. So on one hand I go, well, I think Ron Howard would take this film and probably do more with the characters, probably explore the, uh, the, the, the Howard fish out of water a little bit more. Um, so in that regard, I feel like we got a lesser Howard the Duck movie whereas so i'm inclined to go like this is a a ron howard minus like Mm. four um but then on the flip side ron howard ain't making this cultural touchstone so without so if we do that okay maybe we have a better movie but we don't have this movie and i don't know if i want to live in a world where there isn't this movie and by the way if you do go to Howard the Duck's planet. You, you, there is a podcast about Howard the Man.
2: <laughs> now, um, I don't think this movie gets made without Ron Howard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because American Graffiti allows George Lucas mm. to become <laughs> the director that he became. Mm. You you yes. remove Ron Howard from that movie, who knows what happens?
1: Yeah, I don't think Dreyfus is is catapult in star wars is there a <laughs> i'll last one here. Is there a uh, is there a trope uh or a theme <laughs> that, uh, that you yeah. particularly enjoy yeah
2: i i like an airplane scene where the airplane never goes above 50 feet mm. so that the mm. airplane and the cars can kind of be going to about the same speed and one can right. menace the other oh, I like that yeah yeah i just love any movie that will Give me a scene, with some kind of the last-minute rise.
1: It's just like, oh, we made yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a flying device that feels like, oh no, we're gonna crash into a train. What, what, what could we possibly do?
1: Yeah, yeah that, you're right. This was a lot like Maverick.
2: <laughs> what what, what can we possibly do to save ourselves? Well, you could go up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I love that. I, I liked when Jennings is now like. Fully demon, which by the way they just call themselves demons. Mm-hmm. I thought that was weird. Um, and oh, they're uh, also overlords. True, it's a lot of things. Yes, they're they're all about titles. And he's like fully like electrified. And then every once in a while, the electricity would like sort of go a little rogue and like hit a light, and then the light would like burst and like. I love that. I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> and give me a movie that ends with a song that's very self referential by members of the movie and and I feel, I feel like it's a wonderful little bow to tie on on this whole thing. I'm glad
2: you brought that up because I feel like this movie has a lot of similarities with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kind mm. of similar kind of kind of an absurdist humanoid animal or something. Also makes you horny. And then you've got the you know, you got the rock and roll overlay and, and this and mm-hmm instead of vanilla ice you've got cherry bomb here and why why did teenage mutant ninja turtles succeed where this one failed do you think
1: i think source ma- appreciation for the source material i think you'd probably get more people forgiving maybe some of the or like it, more people excited to see teenage mutant ninja turtles on screen um, because there was cartoons, mm-hmm. there was toys, there was a familiarity, there video games. So all that stuff is sort of baked in. So you're going to get that mad rush just because they want to see it. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the turtles weren't having sex with humans. I think that, that probably helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're not that we know of. Right. And I think that's an important part, right? Like, hey, you know what? If they are, we're not even going to talk about it. Is that, is that okay? We're not even going to imply And everybody said, yes, please.
2: How did this movie get made? How is it it possible that someone didn't sit down and think, let's take out all the sex, shall we?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's so here's what's fascinating to me. Now, I know Lucas didn't direct it, but he certainly has his name Mm -hmm. right on it. You know, he went through the effort to go and clean up little things in Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) I go tidy this up just a touch. Could you, could you go in there, maybe? Maybe just, just you know, go in there and say, how about no fingernails? Just watch the whole movie with no fingernails, because then, like, I won't have these moments where I'm like, ah, you know? <laughs> He's like, take those out. Take three ah moments out of the movie, and maybe, I'm like, let's oh,
2: it's getting there. Steve, is there a uh, half-the-battle-one-to-grow-on moment in this film?
1: Love the one you're with.
2: Even if that one's a duck?
1: Hey, man. <laughs> Life's too short.
2: <laughs> so Stephen in addition to the name change mm-hmm. uh, we've got a couple other changes we want to talk about and announce our upcoming schedule um, we are now part of the Hounds network of podcasts so I want to give a shout out to David and John who welcomed us aboard the hostile takeover yeah it was a bear hug it was a bear hug So we'll be doing a bit of cross-promotion with them, do a bit of revenue sharing with them.
1: They get a chance to get a cut of our 13 cents an episode, so that's cool.
2: So, yeah, I was just going to say, for instance, um, so far on this podcast, we've made a grand total of zero
1: dollars. And it's it's because of loyal listeners like you that keep us going. (laughs) So please continue to do exactly what you're doing.
2: So they're going to get a cut of that. um, I'm sure they're super excited about that. I'll also mention other folks in the network like Alicia, who's been covering Silo. Um, So check out her pod, Wool Shift Dust. And Steve, I feel like we're just going to continue to cover the kinds of movies we did before. Mm -hmm. Really have no rhyme or reason to these things.
1: No, and I think that was one of the discussions if I, you know, I don't want to pull the curtain back too much, but like the lore hounds were kinda like, uh, you guys gotta figure out what you do. Um
2: my my argument was think of the most relevant podcast and then go the opposite direction and that's where you're gonna find us.
1: Right. Exactly like, like if we were famous and we were doing this, um, we'd be less famous. <laughs> so
2: so we're just kind of heading it off at the pass.
1: Right. Yeah. Cut out yeah. the middle <laughs> yeah we, we we're behaving as though we've had a career of relevance and now we're just trying to take a break from all of that
2: <laughs> so you can continue to look forward to films like superman 3 and gremlins <laughs> the new batch
1: right which i like about that is that people are like well was there like like do they have to watch 3 cuz they've watched 1 and 2 oh, no 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 nope Nope. They drafted Superman 3.
2: So in addition to those changes, instead of 13 episodes, which I found a little bit onerous per season, uh, we're going to switch to 9 episodes per season. And,
1: uh, and, how, and 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 how long is the break in between seasons?
2: At least 9 weeks. So, okay. so Or whatever we want it to be. Um, Maybe this
1: is why we also <laughs> don't make any money.
2: I'm sure that there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, all right, so your idea for this upcoming season, which I, I really liked, was to do a remakes, like movies that have been remade. I, I thought that was a great idea. My suggestion was that we do a draft and that uh, the criteria for the draft is uh, you can choose any four movies, but they have to come from a different decade.
1: Mm-hmm. That th- that's all makes sense out. to you? well we'll get to we'll get to whether or not it makes sense to me but also peeling back the curtain one more time this was not the original plan the original plan was a little a little bit like this, but a little bit different. Yeah. With, uh, one of the categories being uh, the movie has to star somebody named Tom.
2: I didn't say star. Uh, it had to include an actor. To include,
1: yeah. Which caused me to go, that I was going deep into IMD pages, mm-hmm. IMDB pages, trying to find a, I want, a Tom somewhere.
2: I want you to know that I suggested that before I had a movie in mind. And then as soon as I suggested it, I did the same deep dive into. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
1: wanted to know which, which, which round you were going to take it in, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah.
2: So we did. That. But here,
1: here's yeah, here's so yeah, so here's where I'm gonna. So when you say a decade, uh-huh. <laughs> this is where it gets controversial.
2: This is you know my opinions about
1: when decades begin and end. Well, I think it's worth discussing for the crowds, right? It is so pretty folks... simple.
2: It's pretty simple. How many years does it take to get a century? Well, it would take a hundred. Hundred years. All right. So mm-hmm. if you begin with the number one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what year would mark the end of the century?
1: Okay, so, so the year 2000 is in the 90s. <laughs> I want to be clear about this.
2: Indeed. The year 2000
1: is the last year of in the, the millennium. <laughs> it's the last year of the 90s. Yeah. I want to be very clear what we're talking about here. When I say we're going to pick a movie it's from a the 90s, okay. I'm, I'm going to pick I'm the movie happy. from the 90s, and you're going to pick something from 2000, and you're going to sleep okay, well.
2: After me. we fist fight, I would be happy
1: <laughs> to... <laughs>
2: Make sure that our categories are clear in that we're talking about the aughts and the nineties and whatever.
1: And so two thousand one is the beginning of 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 the aughts.
2: Now, if we say the aughts, then two thousand would be the beginning, all right. But okay. in ch- in okay. just in if we're just going to go by decades, then two thousand would be the last year of the nineties decade.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. I'm happy to go either way. How about just any given ten year period, of any of any sort? you just can't overlap that ten year period. you gotta you gotta call it out in advance. This is why we don't make any money.
2: <laughs> you choose. I'm happy to go either way. I've strategized. Okay. I want you to know. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew that this conversation was gonna take place. I have gamed out both directions,
1: okay. Because so like I have, because I, I have, like I have one that could potentially be in ninety nine, uh-huh. and that seems to, we, it seems like we, you know, uh-huh. that feels comfortable to me. But if there was one that was in two thousand, went well, I don't know now.
2: Um, I mean, I have a couple two thousand tens, and and those would be right on the cusp, and I'm happy yeah. for those to go either way.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of two thousand tens as well. I'm gonna, um, I'm,
2: I'm gonna defer to you on this, Steve.
1: So we're just drafting.
2: Well, I do have a I do have a little wrinkle here. I want to suggest
1: more than just what we call a decade. Yes, it seems okay. This uh, is a wrinkle in time. All right,
2: let, let me let me throw a little bit of spice at you. Okay, you tell me if okay. you like this or not. Now we could just each like choose they ought to be faith based. <laughs> Uh, we can each choose our four movies or if, let's say, I chose a movie from the 80s. Now the 80s are spent and you don't get a Oh, Lord. Wow. Okay. That would provide a little bit of spice. And I do have another caveat after that if you're interested in hearing
1: it. Absolutely. Just bring them. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad we're doing this on air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So let's say you... You draft The Departed, all right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't imagine that you would since you hate that film. I
1: don't, I don't hate it. I, the ending is a complete undercutting all right, of all so, the work that went into so it. So
2: The Departed came out in 2006, and that means the odds are taken. But we each have one veto.
1: Like you veto okay. the movie entirely? Yes,
2: veto the movie entirely. It's Whoa. off the board. So let's say you che- you take The Departed, and I veto The Departed. And then I can choose a movie from that decade if I want, but to make up for the movie that was just vetoed, you can choose a movie from any decade regardless. So you can double up a decade, but you cannot have But the can department. you veto that? Nope. Only one happens. Get, we only get one veto. Yeah, uh, but you,
1: if I use a veto. Uh huh.
2: It's fine. Oh, actually, that, that movie would be off the board and then I would okay. have to choose another one. Uh from gotcha. but I can choose it from any decade.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay, so if we always you have people your enough? veto. <laughs> yeah, i I think uh, i think this is gonna be real uh, bad <laughs> for uh, our audience. Right, for now, us, I think it'll be fine, no, I and I think that that's again on brand.
2: I have not. I am I, introducing these rules to you right now.
1: Yes, you are. And
2: so I'm. I'm going still to... wrapping
1: my head around what a decade is. <laughs> so.
2: Why don't we just do the typical view? I mean I, I'm happy to- I,
1: I like this because I think what will happen is it gives us an opportunity to both sort of referee each other um, <laughs> again, making for a great podcast like I think I think I, I, I'm hoping that there's enough time uh, like in between picks so that you can hear me typing away as I try to Google something about this movie. <laughs>
2: All right now listen. if you're okay with this with these rules that we've laid out,
1: so there's a strategy to vetoing. I think I think that there is. I know this now for because I know you so well that uh-huh. that, that none of these things come uh, out of grace. No, it's an opportunity because for our listeners at home. I want to make things
2: interesting, but most of all, I want to embarrass you.
1: If you if you want to if you want to pick something if you want to double up on a decade, then that's where your veto comes in handy. Uh-huh. So you could. Yeah, okay. Uh, no,
2: now we you don't ha- we don't have to do any of this. If you want to, we can go no, back we, to, like, no, we don't. just
1: draft people with You just Tom. tell the lore hounds, uh, <laughs> thanks but no thanks, and no more podcasts.
2: If you want to, we could just films with the name Tom in the title, <laughs> if, if that's what <laughs> you'd rather do.
1: It just, you can only use, uh, you can only do a movie that it has the word Stuart and Little in it, any, in any uh, order.
2: Um, okay. And <laughs> just to add one more little bit to this, because we're doing an, checks, let's a, a nine-episode season, Mm-hmm. Uh, we've invited David from the Lorehounds to come in and do a, a guest host on the remake of his choice. So it could be oh. that one of the ones that we choose is the one that he wants, and we'll just have him on, or he comes up with a film that we haven't chosen. That's fine. But there will be nine episodes to this season.
1: And are you going to make him adhere to the and, rules and such David, as they are?
2: <laughs> David must agree that a decade ends with a zero,
1: he can only he's only going to be able to do by the time we're done. Is, ah, the only decade left is the 1940s. Uh, uh, no, he, no, he can something. choose
2: whatever he wants, and that's fine by me. Okay, now do you want a bit of time to deliberate? Because I know a few poems. I'd be happy to uh, recite one while you're.
1: No, let's go. Let's go. All right, well, you draft. Are how we, how we going to...
2: You you go first. We're going to go... No, 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 no.
1: We're not going to do this. I'm not letting you... We're going to do this proper. You Flip a coin or something. All
2: right. What do, what do we got here? I'm going to... Oh, I actually have dice. This is good. Ten-sided die here. Uh-huh. All you have to do is get the right number. Otherwise, I win. <laughs> Perfect. Um you got a number in your head right mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna roll this mm-hmm. what was the number in your head nine that was it you got it I what
1: <laughs> are we doing what, a snake what draft? is
2: confusing about this no no snake draft no snake draft.
1: it's not a snake draft okay so it's one two one two okay
2: the i rolled the dice it was zero and my number was three so you did win
1: Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Well, boy, if I pick this one and then that eliminates this one, uh, yep, I'm doing. Uh... <laughs> do you have a guess what you think my number one's going to be?
2: I think that your number one is
1: going to be left behind. No, because I know you would veto it. I would veto
2: it. I want you to know that that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Um... So that's. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to choose.
1: I'm going to choose The Wicker Man from 2006, starring Nicolas Cage. So the 2000s
2: are gone.
1: The 2000s are gone. You can
2: veto it. I'm not going to veto it, but I want you to know that I feel sad. Let me just let me just go through the ones we've eliminated here. Mm -hmm. True Grit. Mm-hmm. The Wolfman. No, no. Yeah. I was going to suggest The Departed, Ocean's Eleven, and one that I really wanted was Superman Returns. Uh,
1: Superman, Return- Superman Returns. Superman Returns, I don't think it's a remake. Oh, it, it certainly it, is. It says it basically says three and four never happened. All right, well, Two we we don't have to argue
2: true. because you've chosen The Wicker Man.
1: I know. That's crazy. I took some, uh, some off for me, too, because The Wolfman was certainly on my list was as was oh. as was Piranha three D. Okay, so what was
2: that the only one that you took off your board then?
1: Uh I took off you see uh, uh and I took off uh Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes as well. Yeah,
2: I I had that done for a while.
1: It's a bummer because actually, you know, I mean I, I it was this this was a tough one because mm-hmm. uh I've seen I've seen Planet of the Apes and I've seen uh, The Wolfman. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind watching him again for this purpose. Um, and I've never seen Piranha 3D. I'm, but I've never seen any Wicker Man. Um, but there's something I've seen. I've seen memes involving uh, Wicker Man. Um, this was my... This is the kind uh,
2: of research you're getting for properly yes. Howard. Yes. Steve yes, has yes. seen a meme.
1: Well, and I and I read about the Wicker Man. And basically every review was bad except for that it could not it could not fight against its own unintentional humor, and uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my kind of. That's my kind of spice. Had you ever heard of the Wicker Man?
2: I've heard of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about it. Excellent. I'm assuming
1: it's a horror. So you disappointed right out the gate?
2: Uh, I'm a little bit bummed that I that I don't have Superman Returns, but I think that you might have contested that anyway. So mm. uh, it'll. Well, Eventually, we'll
1: re- we'll review that one. I, I love Superman Returns. All I right. it's, it, I think it's my favorite <clears throat> Superman movie.
2: Uh, it's my turn, and for my, f- mm, I think mm. I I think I know you. Okay. I am not going to go for an older movie at this point. I'm going to go with White Men Can't Jump. This is 2023. Whoa! Uh, this just came out. I watched it on Hulu.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Man, I did not see this coming. You, you know what? I'm stunned, audience. We changed the name of the podcast, and
2: you thought it was just superficial, but nope. We've actually become different people. Yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, White Man Can't Jump. I'm assuming you so, have not seen this yet, Steve? I have not. And that eliminates this decade. From and
1: I've certainly seen uh, I've seen White Man Can't Jump the original in the theater, mind you.
2: And,
1: uh... <laughs>
2: just so you know, White Man Can't Jump the 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 most recent one that just came out. Um, it does uh, include one of my son's favorite musicians in the lead role, Jack and, Harlow, and it's not as good as the original. Uh, but my son loved it loved it well he loves basketball he loves basketball he loves jack harlow and uh he thought this was a amazing movie and i didn't hate it i'll just <laughs> say that i didn't hate it all right so uh, it is now your turn
1: all right i'm gonna go with cape fear 1991 mm-hmm. just check my 90s options definitely takes one off the list for me
2: Okay, that's fine. The one that I had slotted there was Heat, Michael Mann's Heat, mm. mm-hmm. which was a remake of his own TV movie in 89 called L.A. We had Takedown. a good
1: conversation about this, too.
2: So doesn't mean that we won't cover Heat in a future season, but we will not be doing that this season. And uh, Kate, when's the last time you saw
1: Cape here? It's been a minute. Um...
2: I think I've only seen it once. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again.
1: Nick Nolte when he was in his uh, sexiest man alive phase, I believe.
2: Yeah, that was about two days when the entire nation was drunk.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People Magazine brought to you by beer goggles.
2: <laughs> it is now my turn.
1: And So to be clear, the 90s...
2: 90s are out.
1: 90s and, and uh, this decade, which is only... Mm-hmm couple years old so it's not a big deal. And uh yeah. All right. Yeah, and and the odds. All
2: right. Now I'm going to choose this is this is tough. This might you might faint. You might faint. <laughs> oh boy. I'm going to choose right. 2016's The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you there? Did I did, <laughs> Do I need to revive you? <laughs> Legend of Tarzan? The Legend of Tarzan, 2016. The fr- now, just so you know, this could be a remake of any Tarzan film. The first Tarzan film was called Tarzan of the Apes in 1918.
1: Yeah, and then there was, there was Tarzan the Ape Man. Was that with the Bo Derek?
2: Just so yeah. you know how old this is, 1918 would now be in public domain. It has been over a century. Wow. So, yeah, so this is uh, 2016, The Legend of Tarzan. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, I'm going to veto it.
2: <laughs> no, don't. You can't, can't
1: veto this. Why can't I veto it? That's what a veto's for. Uh,
2: all right, fine. You can veto it. <laughs> it was my rule, I guess. Okay, all right, so so now I can choose a film from any decade, right? Yes. Um, so film from any decade I do believe I'm going to choose Superman Returns.
1: <laughs> which
2: may may not be a remake. It's not a
1: remake. I mean, what can I do? I mean
2: I mean you could you could forcefully make the case that this is not a remake. Well, because it isn't. I mean, I mean no, no. I mean, <laughs> ah, come on. Come on. I, I I will all right. I will nix Superman Returns if you don't think it's a remake. I thought it would I thought it would qualify.
1: I would I mean I definitely put this on the list of things I'd like to review.
2: Alright, we'll get rid of it. Boom.
1: Alright. In this
2: case, I'm going to insist that we cover the departed.
1: Okay. So let let the uh, this is so, a remake so you, of Infer- so basically, Infernal Affairs.
2: Yes, that's right. Yes. It's it's a remake of the Hong Kong movie, uh, 2002, Internal Affairs, which I've not seen, but I would like to see. I think I will watch that before I watch Dep- The Departed again. And I want you to know, Steve, that in vetoing Tarzan and a film that you like, Superman Returns, you ended up with a film that you dislike,
1: <laughs> the departed see that was just a, a move of spite i feel like you've used your own rule and that's like somehow got against you
2: <laughs> i like the departed i un, unlike most I people like I, the departed all right so i was kind of happy i was kind of excited to to make you rewatch this okay and uh make you sort of either squirm through it
1: or realize hmm,
2: jack nicholson with a dildo is not so bad
1: <laughs> um okay so uh so my veto is spent,
2: but the 2010s are still open.
1: Oh, the 2010s are still open. Yeah, because departed you... was in the odds. Yeah, right?
2: that's right. That's right.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm gonna look at my 2010. Oh man, there's like a solid four that I'm like, mm, this could be interesting. Uh, so I'm gonna choose.
2: I'm almost shocked that no one's chosen the eighties yet.
1: Uh, how many remakes were in the eighties?
2: I've got at least a couple here.
1: Yeah. It's Brewster's millions amongst them. <laughs> I, I gave it some thought. I did give it. some thought. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with, uh, 2011's the thing.
2: All right. So that's interesting to me because you could have chosen 84 as the thing. Still could. Can I talk you into choosing 84 as a thing? Cause I've never seen it. And it's supposed to be pretty amazing, right?
1: Oh, I love it. If you want, so you want me to you you want to watch, it, but you want me to choose it. I'm just saying.
2: I mean, we could do both. I, that'd be fine. Yeah. It'd be that'd be totally fine. If if you want 2011, it is your selection for sure.
1: Mm, I've never seen it, but I really like the original.
2: Well, the original is the 51, the thing from right. another I mean, world. I actually say, is that what you yeah, mean the by the original?
1: The no, oh. I mean I mean my original. Oh. um, Just
2: so everyone knows, the thing that Steve saw first is now the mm-hmm. original of It is a- now the anything. original,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that goes, yeah, goes for everything. Like the same way that uh, 1976 King mm-hmm. Kong is the original as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well then that then that then I take the eighties.
2: Yeah, then you'd be taking the eighties.
1: Yeah. And that means I can't pick my other eighties, but you probably have an eighties in your pack pocket.
2: I did have the thing eighty four in my that, that was my choice for the eighties. So, so let me so take I would let be me talking t- you into my pick,
1: basically. Let me take the thing eighty four. All right. Um since the this is yeah, this is this is like a a backroom deal at a NBA draft, right? Mm-hmm. So basically uh, I
2: want you to know that I just talked you into my
1: pick. Cuz I only had another 80s pick. This is like the Warriors in the 1990s. This is this is right, exactly. every
2: every draft day was like for the Warriors.
1: I may independently watch the 2011 thing to speak to that a little bit in our Very good. Uh and uh just so you know, I gave up the remake of The Blob from nineteen eighty eight. Mm-hmm.
2: I want you to know that I gave was hard to do. I gave up Richard Pryor's
1: The Toy. Oh, that's another 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 one I was considering.
2: Um but now I don't have a, have to watch a French film, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. yeah. Um because it was based on um Le Jouette nineteen seventy
1: six. As we all know. <laughs>
2: Uh, that, that's good. All right, so you've, just to recap, you've chosen The Wicker Man, Cape Fear, and The Thing. All, uh, all, all horror. All a bit on the... All horror, yeah. right? Yeah. I've chosen uh, White Man Can't Jump and The Departed, both horror as well. <laughs> and I am now going to choose RoboCop 2017.
1: Beautiful. Uh, that was one I was actually. Uh, it was I had it down between that and the thing.
2: So we both got what we wanted. Yeah,
1: I was considering Poltergeist remake. I didn't. There even was know a that Child's Play there remake. Which, huh. there was a Child's Play remake, which I did see. Uh, the Chucky is voiced by Mark Hamill, so <laughs> that's off the table. Perfect.
2: Perfect. All right, now it is your last pick,
1: and and these are our decades we have. Uh, the 80s are gone, 90s are gone.
2: You can choose the 70s or Just before, 70s. really, basically.
1: Yeah. Cuz the whole 2000s are gone, right?
2: Gone. Gone.
1: So if I cho- okay, so if I choose the 70s, then you got to go farther back. Indeed. Oof.
2: A lot of work. This is where you win a draft right here. You 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 win a draft in the late rounds
1: yeah um (laughs) the aforementioned King Kong 1976 starring Jeff Bridges (laughs) you could always veto it (laughs) of course and that would would probably open up the 70s for you I am going
2: to veto this
1: okay Heather appreciates it that's a sweaty ass movie (laughs) That might even be sweaty for me.
2: That leaves open to you, Steve, any film from any day.
1: Entire, the entire universe. And this is is when
2: you choose the Legend of Tarzan, two (laughs) thousand sixteen.
1: That's right. (laughs) 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 Can I tell you? I think uh, you're part of there, there was a strategy of the veto, but there was also the sense of I, uh, I don't think I don't think Tarzan does anything for me.
2: Well, that's why I kind of wanted you to watch this film. I I, I actually kind of enjoyed it, and uh, I thought maybe it would be a, a good way to bring you into the the Tarzan multiverse.
1: Just feel, I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just there's just no there there. <laughs>
2: well, I I think the next time we do this, I'm going to suggest again, the Legend of Tarzan.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah, the next draft is every here. single Tarz all Tarzan movies. <laughs> you get <laughs> yeah, I'm to choose. I'm gonna shoehorn it
2: into every single time. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. All so right.
2: So you you can choose almost anything here.
1: Yeah. Um. Boy. So yeah, I'm looking at the my my cross off list, and I'm now looking at those and going, well, I, could I mix it up? I got the horror thing going on. You got Robocop, which is good. I'm gonna stick with it. We're gonna do the wolf man. Yes. I I love this because every
2: season of Cocoons we did a wolf a werewolf movie.
1: Right, yeah, because I mean, even a teen wolf too. <laughs>
2: so so this continues the, the theme. All right. So you're gonna choose the wolf man, which I have not seen. Excellent.
1: Yeah, interesting. We we moved away from the cocoons of horror because we didn't want people to feel that like maybe we were just a horror thing and I'm not obviously ready to move off of that. So
2: So you chose all horror um, which which means that we're going to have to say the word horror at least four more (laughs) times.
1: Yeah, I've got practice.
2: I've chosen uh, no horror, although I did choose one thriller. I am going to choose a movie that I have not seen from 77. This is called Sorcerer. What? And uh, this is William Friedkin's remake of a 53 French movie called The Wages of Fear. Sorcerer. Um, Sorcerer, that's right. A little bit of Roy Scheider, huh? So, um, I've heard interesting things about this movie. I heard that it, it, it would have done much better if it hadn't been overshadowed by Star Wars. Um, and... Huh. Uh, it's supposed to be better than the original, so I'm and I you know I love 70s movies. I know. Uh, so this is what I've chosen. Now here's a here's a question for you: Should we do these in order? Mm,
1: like a, a chronological?
2: Yeah, either backwards or forwards. I'm happy to do either one.
1: So we would either be starting with sorcerer or a white man can't jump.
2: Do you have a Hulu subscription right now? Yeah. Maybe we should do that. It's more relevant. And in our never ending quest to be relevant, we should go <laughs> yes. in reverse order. Sure. And, um, and then of course, you know, whatever, uh, whatever David chooses goes into this season as well.
1: So what would be, so then what would be next uh, chronologically? If we do White Man Can't Jump first? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think Robocop?
1: Robocop, yeah, yeah. Robocop. Uh,
2: Now, just to make sure that we bring this to completion, I want to bring you to completion, Steve. Thank you. Um, What films on your list deserve honorable mention?
1: The Mummy with Brendan Fraser.
2: Okay. Glad we're not doing uh...
1: that. (laughs) Uh planet of the apes the tim burton one uh-huh. I, had, and, I had given uh, it some thought yeah i mean there were and then there was like a bunch i hadn't seen right like i hadn't seen total recall uh-huh. or uh the new poltergeist or pet cemetery um or footloose yeah uh, yeah but uh some of these are like movies i really like so i was kind of reluctant to to watch the remake, but then it was like sort of like a morbid curiosity uh-huh. to do that. That's how I feel about RoboCop. I still think RoboCop is one of the best. Uh, you know, I, I think it's great. So science fiction satire. So, and I've seen the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want
2: you to know that I've seen neither. What? I've never seen the original what? RoboCop, and I and I am planning on watching it in preparation for RoboCop 2017. Now, here's a couple on my list: The Omega Man. This is 71. This is a remake of The Last Man on Earth. And that was a film iteration of a short story called I Am Legend, which, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, became the film I Am Legend. The other one that I had on my list is The Man Who Knew Too Much. Mm. This is uh, 56, Alfred Hitchcock. He remade his own film. That's when you know you're feeling your your own oats, right? Anyway, we didn't have to reach back into the '50s because of our vetoes.
1: I like the veto rule, though. I mean, because there was—I mean, especially when you get into the uh, the 2010s, right? Like mm. it's there's a lot. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of remakes anyway, but there's like, like that's when our like movies that we grew up with are getting remade left and right. Yeah, that's right.
2: Okay, so to recap, uh, White Man Can't Jump, Robocop, Mm -hmm. The Departed, uh, The Wolfman, Oh, The Wicker Man, or is it just Wicker Man or The Wicker Man?
1: Uh, I think this one's
2: Wicker Man. Okay, Wicker Man, uh, Cape Fear, The Thing, and the oldest movie on the board, Sorcerer, our first full season of Properly Howard. This list is not anything that I could have predicted.